1994 brought us many great films. Schindler's List, Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, The Shawshank Redemption. This film is definitely not on that list. Starring T. Ryder Smith, Frank Langella, Amy Hargraves, and that's right, Edward Furlong. We're talking about Brain Scan this week. Check it out. So is it Little Monsters, or is it Drop Dead Fred? What is this movie? Uh, I would say Little Monsters. Yeah? I don't get Drop Dead Fred vibes. No? Not you know, really? Rick Mile. Totally... I, I love Rick Mile oh so much. Like, oops, sorry, I just... Who's Rick Mile? Splashed your computer with beer. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Rick Mile, he played Drop Dead Fred. Oh. And he was in The Young One. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Ones. Cool. I'm just yeah. saying this is like the the 90s horror m- version of Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> no. Is it Little Monsters? It's I I think I, little I definitely feel it's little mo- more little monsters than it is Drop Dead Fred. Okay, we saw Brain Scan. Oh yeah, that's the movie we're talking we about. We saw Brain Scan and Eddie it's very long and my my throes of teenage angst. And crushes Eddie Furlong. That's all I have to say. Was this a movie that you knew when it came out? Like, did you watch this when it came out? Were you like in love with Eddie Furlong and so? I did not know yeah. this movie when it came out. Really? I discovered this movie only <laughs> like last month. Oh wow! So, and, and you recommended? It I to don't us. know how. This is the one that you recommended. I did recommend it because it's perfect. And you are correct. Oh, yeah. You are absolutely (laughs) absolutely correct. Um, This is a movie. This is a gift, Christy. Thank you for this. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm looking at a current picture of Eddie Furlong, and God, why did I... It's the best horror movie. Uh. It's the best best horror movie. (laughs) I love love that side of this. Dodged a bullet there. (laughs) This is the best horror movie since Death, Death, Death Part 2. I, I'm pretty sure. That is that's um, a bold claim. It's the movie bold... they referenced in this movie. It's the, the fake movie within yeah. this movie. Right? Yeah, it is. Death. 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 Part two. So, Edward Furlong plays Michael Brown. Dad's never around. He's, he's, got, he's, he's a tech executive, right? His dad? His dad. Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, they're building something. Yeah, he's definitely working on some sort of electronic... You know, yeah, because he's got all the gadgets, right? right? Michael has all the gadgets, right? He Michael's has, very savvy and very, the, very technology driven. He has his uh, robot butler, yeah, Igor, Igor, right? Yes, master. Oh my god, I want an Igor so bad. I want to replace. <laughs> I want to replace Siri with Igor. <laughs> Siri, get lost. Yes, master. <laughs> That's got to be an option, right? Did you get the update? <laughs> I, I mean, really if that was an option, I'd be all over it. I just thought those updates hang forever, though. Then I would no actually use Siri. Oh, gotta update. Man, update yeah, right now, yes, Siri just master. annoys me. Now, who is T. Ryder Smith? Like, I was trying to find him, like, other things he's been in. Yeah, I've never... T. Ryder Smith has kind of had, like, only, like, a handful he of roles. It's the it, trickster. Like, on his Wikipedia page, it, like, cites, like, brain scan as, like... A significant thing. like role, like he had some bit parts on like um, a bunch of other stuff. Law and Order SVU 
is on there, which could mean really anything. Like you could be a, a, a dead body on lawn or SVU, I'm sure or you, you, you could Christy have a have you could be a judge the next week. Yeah, so it looks like he did some Venture Brothers voices. So he's still alive. Yeah, that's shocking to me that the actor that played the trickster is still alive. Why is that shocking? I don't know. It was the nineties. There's a lot of heroin. Yeah, he but does that look was, like a was... heroin addict in that movie too. <laughs> like there was some makeup applied. Of like course, it was. It, they, I don't think they were just like. This is your yeah. natural look. Yeah. Okay. This movie starts out with a car accident scene. Like right. A, a flashback, right? Yeah. And Edward Furlong ends up waking up in a cold sweat, and he looks at his, like, scarred knee. Mm-hmm. He's got some, a seriously deformed knee yeah. from a b- bad accident. Yeah. Where so somebody some trauma. dies. Somebody yes, there's some trauma. And in... Same trauma, right? Like, uh, he loses his mom in this car accident. Yeah. And he saw it. He saw her die. Yeah. Um, so he's he's what you call fucked up in the, or insane in the membrane. Mm-hmm. Is that what, is that what we what, call that? That's what they say. Uh, okay. So um, he uh, wakes up from his, his fever dream of his car accident and he goes over to the fridge. And, um, there's an Alice Cooper giant Alice Cooper poster on the fridge. I approve. And then yeah. he picks up his Fangoria magazine and mm-hmm. we were both like, Fangoria! Fangoria, yes! That's always yes, gotta be a fun big... scene for like a like a production design team of like, oh, we gotta be the horror fan in the horror movie. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like, throw some... Get all the references. He's yeah. a huge horror movie fan. Yeah. So he just, he prides himself on it too. He's got this horror fan club, or uh, horror movie club at school. That's right. Yeah. Um... That his best friend is, like, president of. Yeah. He has, he has other hobbies, too, like being a peeping Tom, which... Right. It's a little creepy, but <laughs> yeah, I think she the... liked it. <laughs> she did like it. She told him he liked it. She and liked... I hate yeah, saying Yeah, well, there was this. definitely, a, like, a, an unspoken there understanding There was an invitation like... going on there. Her name is Kimberly, yeah, I believe, Kimberly. in the movie. Um, played by uh, Amy Hargreaves. And, and, Hargreaves. Uh, like, he pulls, he pulls that camera over real quick, doesn't he? Like... Oh, it's, it's already set like, up. Like, oh, that camera is already set up, pointing in her this in her is not room. Not the first they're time clearly they're, done this. Cl- they're <laughs> clearly crushing on each other. Oh yeah, but, yeah, because she like in that scene where he's like he goes right over to the camera. Yeah. like it it ends with her like like going around the corner and just being like, oh, yes, yeah. like I got like I put on my show for it. this is how webcam got started. Can we talk about being topless in mom jeans? It's it really. That, I mean, that style is back. It, it is back, but... It, Mom it just, jeans are in full force. Uh, that style never went away. I can't say that uh, I approve of it. <laughs> but she's, but, she's 16. But it is a look. It's a look. She's supposed to be a teenager, right? Yeah, they're both like they're both in high school. I think she... Did she graduate like before? Uh, is know. she like just in a college and he's still in high school? Like, is she like a year or two ahead of him? Legal gymnastics here with the... I mean, I, do you remember the mid-90s? Like, yeah. you know, the hippie 70s hippie uh, style was in full fling. I Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember my mom saying, you bought a pair of bell bottoms? Like, I used to wear bell bottoms. I'm like, it's not the same, Mom. Oh, it's not the same. The show is, like, <laughs> full of... This is her yeah. friend. Her friend is dressed, like, full-on 90s. Oh, oh yeah, because she has, the, she has well, the weird, like, the beanie thing the in, like, the, the circle. The like, tiny she's Morpheus doing, sunglasses. Yes. She's doing uh, 90s does 70s. 
Yeah, totally. yeah. Because yeah. in the mid nineties, the seventies, all sure of those like floral prints and like yeah. the sort of like bell, Beach. yeah, the bell bottoms too. Yeah, yeah. PCs. too cool for school. Um, which is back, by the way. You guys know. Mm. This movie is filled with Daria extras. Yes. yes lots and of my so called life extras. <laughs> like this is this is the time. Right. Oh my so called life. Oh, so oh. good. Um yeah, we have a a lonely teenage horror movie fan. Um but he's obviously had some some real trauma in his childhood. Uh he prides himself like nothing shocks him. Um, and decides to send away for brain scan the video game. His buddy does, right? Does well, his buddy tells him yeah, about yeah. it. There's like a article about it in like one of their magazines that they're Fangoria. like Fangor- Fangoria. Yeah, yeah, and it just shows up. Like he doesn't order it, right? He just like thinks about it. Did he, you have to like call the number to like he calls, order? He, brain dials, he dials. Yeah, Igor dials the number. Um, and the the game is sent to him, which is in compact disc. Yes, CD-ROM, interactive CD-ROM. Yes, uh, cutting edge, nineteen ninety four. Can I can I just take this back for a minute? Like the horror movie club and the the principal interaction. Oh yeah. Like, He's yeah, like, what was the movie that they were watching? It was like death. It was death, death, death. death. Heart, dude. Which is a real, which is a real movie. It's not it a is real movie. Actual? Okay. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, but, but there's this interaction where he's like with a the doctor, the uh, principal, whatever his name is. Uh, I guess it's kind of an escape, like uh, lighting up a marijuana cigarette and escaping the real world, like watching a pornographic sex film. Getting an erection and raping someone, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure is that people rape mean? people." <laughs> I thought that, that that just like, well, no, he uh, well, Michael calls it out in the mood at the toward the toward the principal. He's just he says, "Well, I'm pretty sure it's not erections that rape people; it's people, people rape that, people. that rape the people." <laughs> so you know, it's. Yeah. Guns don't it, kill people, people kill people. Right. Along that line. That's a tagline, I believe. This movie got it, real political. It's such a weird, weird interaction. To like, And it really does set up like the, the principal as like this super weird, conservative, yeah. like... I feel like that's the standard like the principal role teenagers. at that time. Like, it's like, yeah. But you're the, teenagers and you're like loose morals and you're like doing drugs and like raping people with pornography. <laughs> right. like, wait, wait a minute. What? How did we get here? Uh, yeah, like this is, <laughs> like, this is a, this just a weird turn. Like, and then, and then real they, fast. they come to the, the agreement that Horror Club is canceled until you vet the next video with me. Like I, I need to watch your shit first and then you can see, I'll tell you if you can show it to the Horror Club. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, that seems a little creepy too. Because I mean, maybe he's getting off on that shit. He's like, oh, something like that. Or yeah. really there's definitely something stuff. really weird going on with with yeah. Principal Boner. Oh, this is a, a note that like I want to just point out is that okay, Mud Honey, White Zombie, mm-hmm. Primus, Pitch Shifter. And Butthole Surfers are all on this soundtrack. Soundtrack of my mid-90s life. Yeah, that's pretty great. Old, Dandelion, Tad. 
I, mean, I don't even remember those bands, and I feel like I just, like, transmitted a secret, like, code. Dude, like, it's, it's, dude you, you're speaking my language right now. Add in some Wire and some Sonic Youth, and you've got my whole wow, teenagerhood yeah, yeah. figured. Like, that's, that's it right deep there. Deep cuts on this soundtrack. Deep cuts. Um, um, Can we, we talk about this it? game when he puts the game in? Right. Brain oh, scan. yeah. I, I love how they announced that, like, this this game works by flashing lights at you. Yeah. Well. To, to put you into a. Now, don't you have to call into the game too? Oh, you got to dial. This he is dials dial into yeah. the game. He dials once in, he... he calls into the right. game. Uh, and uh, I think it's uh, described as an interactive trip to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. It checks out. Yeah, I mean that seems like the whole deal, right? Like, yeah. I mean, a, right. a non-interactive trip to hell would just be just Not hanging out, fun. watching. I mean, if hell. I'm going to hell, I want it to be interactive. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I that, want to get the full, you know, benefit yeah, of it. Yeah, going to hell, going to hell. The title screen of the game looks like Nick Cave. He's like, yes, just <laughs> brain scan across his face. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Okay, cool. I get this. I play this game. So the game is basically guiding you to murder somebody. I guess it's a kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. It wires into your right. fantasy. Yeah, I, it puts I, yourself it in the eyes of a murderer. Right. You get right. I think early limit. VR, yeah. you know, virtual sure. reality yeah. with, without the headset, you know, but... Without, the, without the lawnmower man gyroscope. Yeah. Right. So if you have seen this movie, this uh, lawnmower man, I think, when did that come out? It came out way earlier. So the game is to do exactly what they tell you, with right. no obstacles. But I think you don't need that. When <laughs> like, like it's just follow this set of instructions that I whisper to you, um, and you win. <laughs> well, I I assume that that was pretty much like the the you know the tutorial in the video game, like that <laughs> that first level where they're teaching you how to like oh I press B to the jump tutorial. or like. Yeah, first that's... round is the tutorial, of course. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, I think I, I think the the point of the game was it uh, hypnotizes you instead. Of, you don't need the headset as you would with a regular VR game. Makes like a lot of sense in Lawnmower Man. Yeah, yeah. headset. Uh, any other VR game movie that there is out there, Ready Player One or anything, they all have headsets. This one dials in. Like through your eyeballs, directly into your brain, into your brain, yeah. and then also it's not virtual reality. And also it's hypnotizes reality, reality. you. <laughs> you actually murder those people. And in the game, <laughs> in the game, T. Ryder Smith's voice is imploring you to do it, to kill, yeah. to you know. Yeah, we sh we should frame done. this episode as in like <laughs> let's let's put the SVU treatment on this. Like, what's the Law and Order oh. breakdown of like where's the culpability? Between trickster, there are no the game morals, company, right? You're under his command at this point, right? Well, in the game, that's when, when trickster first shows up. That is the that's the the conversation that they have. Like trickster's like, did I do it or did you do it? Yeah. Am I controlling you or are you controlling me? Am I made up? I came out of your television, like, <laughs> right? What? There's you don't you even know, know what, what it, the scenario is going to be. It's not even written in the software. It's like your brain is making the software. And the I think which scenario, is going on in the in, in the first disc. Right? And the first scenario is right. killing this guy in his bedroom with a butcher knife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you walk into his room. And 
you kill him, and then the instruction from the trickster is, make sure he's dead. Right. Yeah. And well, so you hold nudge on. him gently with your foot three times. Oh. <laughs> Can we just talk like, about that yeah. dying scene, though? Oh, like, that's oh, the most hectic dying scene. Ki- like, <laughs> the guy who's being killed, by the way, is... I mean, he, did he not get some sort of award for that? Because that was insane. Like, the way he throws his whole body up against the wall. I mean, the window, he knocks everything. The cat's just chilling, by the way. The cat's just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to do the same thing if I, like, get stabbed in the back in my sleep. But I'm, like, I'm feeling like this is Are you going to get up and it. do, like, some crazy I'm gonna ass, spread like, spread evidence all over the room. <laughs> I know, blood, blood I'm hand bleeding prints. on, trying to, like, <laughs> spray by spinning around in a circle so I can maybe get some on him. Like, I think you that's, know. like, spatter. I spatter, believe it's, yeah. like, spatter. Yeah. I watched Dexter 2. It's better. Hey, 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 I watch Forensic Files. Don't test me. Everyone watches Forensic Files. <laughs> I listen to podcasts. <laughs> Good thing you guys do, too. <laughs> so, um, so he says to, to take a trophy, right? Oh, yeah. Take a trophy. And right, his... and he decides to... Because he's, he's, gonna... he's got a tattoo on his foot. I was thinking he was just going to cut the skin off for the tattoo. Oh, yeah, they set that up, too. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen. He takes his whole fucking foot. Yeah. By the way, sawing through bone is not that easy. No, it is I not. wouldn't know, but, you know, it's bone. <laughs> like, you can't just cut through it with a fucking chef knife. Like, <laughs> like there's a reason we don't eat it. <laughs> it's fucking hot. It's hot. <laughs> well, yeah, so, yeah, he cuts through that foot way too easily. So Edward Furlong comes out of the game and he guzzles a glass of milk like it's going out of style. It gets it all over himself. Kind of sexy. Yeah, he breaks out. He finishes the game with, what, seven minutes to spare. That's right. That's right. Uh, He's like, yeah, that's a rush. That is a game. I I don't know if that was in the backstory of the of the character to have like a serious calcium deficiency. I mean, we were to, it like, couldn't be a glass that of water. Or, like, yeah, I, a Perrier, if you will. So I, I'm just saying, at that time, got milk had deep pockets. Ooh, good. Oh, oh, for sure, that for sure. Big milk lobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. We should look into like uh, contributors to the movie, like. So when he comes out, right. so the sign up for change.org petition. There we go. <laughs> So. Yeah, and then he goes over to the window and gets mad at the party next door and then closes the blinds and then cranks up his music. Okay, what's the song that he plays when he cranks it up? Because it is rocking. It's like a total metal. It is rocking. 90s metal song. So then he finds out that he he comes across the, the crime scene, right? And then he goes to talk to Allison or something to that effect. Not Allison, Kimberly. Kimberly. Oh yeah, the next day he's he's um, riding his bike by the crime scene. Yeah, and I, I I remember this when Matt when you and I watched this. There's a news report about like the details of the crime, and they're like 42 year old, and we're both like that guy was 42. That guy was 42. The guy got murked. Was yeah. 42. And we're like, no, no. Like, did people just that's all that 80s living that aged him? Like he, I thought he was at least. Like I'm way too close to 42 to look like that guy. I'm yeah, just like, oh, yeah. No. no, I'm like we don't. Yeah, that's no. not right. That's not. That's not three years for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I'm in denial. We are. We both are. Okay. Cool. Okay. So he goes and tries to talk to uh, Kimberly, 
and then sees that news report and freaks out and then uh, he sees the news report yeah and very disturbed and then yeah. he remembers the trophy thing right and he goes runs back to his refrigerator dun 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 and there's a foot on top of a Stouffer's TV dinner <laughs> Um, that's where, okay, so I didn't get the campy vibe, even though it was, you know, video game and, you know, like, I didn't get campy vibe until the foot, until we see the foot in the freezer. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And then once you meet, once you meet a dog, hijinks ensue. Yes. <laughs> but, but, uh, right after this, I, I think is that when his second interaction with, um, the, the Joker, the... Trickster. The trickster. Uh, <laughs> second interaction. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> with the trickster. Um, and Brain Scan calls him back? Like. Star 6-9, bro. <laughs> apparently. Like, this was an incoming call that he accepted. And that's how Trickster got back into his room. Like. He connected the modem right to his brain. You would think that Igor would have, like, caller ID. So, Like, that's... let me know who's calling. If Brain Scan is calling, I'm going to screen that shit. I'm not ready for this right now. Can we talk about what Trickster is? I'm curious what you think he is. Because at one point he says he needs to be invited in. And he said, you invited me in. Uh, so is there like a vampire vibe here? He also mutilates himself, right? He like shoves his fingers in his eyes and lets the right, he's, bolts go he's through. Proving, he's proving to Michael that he is... You know, he's a badass. You know, he can poke his eyeballs out. By the way, so is I, have, he... I have issues with that kind of, that thing. <laughs> well, I, I think, I, think it's, is he? I don't think like, it's un- exceptionally that he's a badass, that, that he's like no, he's super human. Super natural like, or something. I've definitely met people who thought human. they were a badass and had not proved it by poking their own eyes out. Agreed. Yet. Yet. Prove it. I think I probably will always go to, like, what is the character's internal struggle? Like, are they feeling like they're crazy? <laughs> you know, Mickey, I think uh, you might be reading a little too far into, uh, you know, the, the feelings of this, of these movies that we're doing. No, I think that I think that the trickster could deserves to have some kind of uh, backstory and raison d'etre. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Edward Furlong is clearly distressed because he's like frazzled his hair like nine times by now. Oh, that dual that, hand. That is, we also reached the like <laughs> two hands like <laughs> hairs. I'm pretty sure he got paid by Pantene and, like a bunch of t- a bunch of money every time he did right. that. Right. And by the way, he's already gone through his puberty. You know, in Terminator Two, he's you can tell by certain. Scenes in the movie where he kind of cracks his voice and it's really adorable and that's that's prime Eddie for a long time. And then this is like, ugh, okay, you're kind of getting ugly now. <laughs> I don't know. You're going through this ugly duckling stage. I don't it's, know what's going on. <laughs> it's the thing that happens with like you know child actors. They have the awkward like teenage the... years, and then like you either see them again or you don't see them again. Well, he does like, yes. until they're much older. I know who's that guy from The Sixth Sense. Uh, Haley Joe Osmond. Yeah, yeah, he just Prime. started showing back up, back again. <laughs> I can sample though. Um, I love you, Haley Joe Osmond. Slow Joey from Comedy Bang Bang. I don't know if you guys listen to or watch Comedy Bang Bang. He has a recurring character. Oh, really? Yeah. I know That's he good. is an extremely funny. Yes, yeah. this is true. 
He was really good in The Boys. Have you seen that? No. Oh, he's a great actor. Um, He saw dead people, and he was an extremely cute kid. But something something took a left turn. And that's what's in the looks department. (laughs) But still remained uh, extremely. I like how you started off apologizing to Haley Joe Osment, and you're like. But then, cut, here's some other stuff. Just cut. Just take a big chunk out. Just cut, <laughs> yeah. cut into his character. I know. Well, I love him anyway, but even though he's not cute. But. Were they trying to, <laughs> Do you think that they were trying to do a, a trickster universe here? Do you think that they were trying to make him a franchise character, like a Freddy Krueger? In brain scan? Like yeah. the Possibly, trickster like, the, like, as Were they like trying Freddy? to set up like, like a brain a scan, too? Or, like, yeah. I mean, that's... You know, always the uh, you have to have that, you know, that conversation of like, all right, what are we doing here? How much are we? How much effort are we putting into selling this character or selling this concept to carry the film through? Yeah, and I, I mean, I do feel like Trickster was like Trickster was good, but like, how would you have brought Trickster into like the next four or five movies? Had this one, see, that's where thing. we disagree. I did not think Trickster was good. I thought Trister was a garbage character. <laughs> I think Trister had some some quality moments. I think I think Trister was the best character in this movie, second to Frank Langella. <laughs> okay. Do you think like he at first was his enemy and then became uh I don't know what what like a a role model or like a person kind of showing him some morals because of a his role, dark like like a big brother program? I mean I think, I think Trickster was like a um, kazoo. A kazoo? Yeah. Yeah. From the Flintstones. Like, you remember, oh. like, the later seasons of the Flintstones where After the Fred Flintstone would see... Yeah. yeah, that was the Jumping the Shark movie. But, like, Fred Flintstone would see this, like, green alien character. Mm. Like, it was the, the Orko. Yeah. Oh, he was the Orko. I remember that little character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it, I think it was just sort of like... We're supposed to be questioning, and like, is this in his head? Is this something that like is actually happening? Right. What's going on? Like, we can answer <laughs> that later. We we do get an answer um, to it at the very end, right? There's that. Well, we'll get to it. Um, so his best friend Kyle begs begs Michael to. Um, they also have like okay, so there's this best man, best best friend Kyle, um, who he does the horror movie club with. But um, they have this, like, really cute little tagline, like, friends till the end, or friends forever, and... Buddies forever. Buddies forever. Yeah, it was... I felt like that was the laziest piece of, of writing. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt, like, very afterthought. But, like, it, you know, it... They didn't need that to sell the... Yeah, they have this cute relationship. Like, they're, like, yeah, got they're this friendship. Buds. They're best buds. You yeah. know, they started this club together. And this is... Such, like, I remember having, like, arguments with friends over video games li- in 1994. Yeah. This is quintessential, like, why won't you borrow, let me borrow this game? Or why won't you give my game back? Or when, yeah. 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 Well, Kyle really wants to play the game. No shit, yeah. And He's, Michael is just, oh, well, I want to play it. But this is before he actually realizes he committed the murder under the the... Uh, the hypnosis of the game. Yeah, that the murder is actually real. Yeah, yeah, it really happened. 
So he doesn't realize it happened yet, and he's like, well, I want to play it a couple more times, and then, you know, Kyle gets pissed. So and, Kyle's uh, like, yeah. This is actually a, a moment that you that you pointed out when we were watching it together. Like, So they have that argument. He closes the door. Like, Kyle rings the doorbell again. Uh, I love this. Just for the, do- like, just to flip him off. Like, just oh, like, yeah. Incessantly. And the backwards yeah. flip off? Yeah. That's the best move it's of so all good. time. Yeah. It's like, boop, and then boom. Boom. <laughs> and out of here. Yeah. Said, yeah. The soundtrack, uh, the music for this movie was done by George Stanley Clinton Jr. <laughs> and uh, he also did the score for Cheech and Chong, Still Smokin'. Uh, and Cheech and Chong's The Corsican Brothers. Oh, good. And Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. I thought you were going to say another Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> I was hoping. Is I there another one? I was hoping for the Yeah, he's got a pretty good... Oh, I he, mean... He won an award for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he did Mortal Kombat. So um, how does he find out that he... Not the George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. No, just, but... We no. needed to... Because it's to, happened um, before. Yeah. How did he find out that uh, he killed Kyle? Uh, he finds his um, bloody necklace, his necklace in the freezer. Right? In <laughs> Again, the in the freezer. On top of the Swanson mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different. It's a different uh, TV dinner, though. Than the one TV before. dinner. So oh, what that means? Really? Somebody what has gone really? to the supermarket. Yes, like he's still going. What, like, oh, what well, that I still means have to use this to eat. is that he put the foot on top of one TV dinner, <laughs> <laughs> took that TV dinner out Probably at some it. point and ate it, hey, and then replaced the foot with the necklace on top of the next box of TV dinner. I, I love that he's kind of concerned. It's like, well, if I put the TV dinner on top, it's going to slide out, and like oh. every time I open the door, so, <laughs> it's so I true. just have to like... We've all had this conversation with ourselves yeah. in t- <laughs> at an open freezer, haven't we? Let's be honest. I guess I could put the foot on top of the ice cube tray, oh, but that's fine. just weird. It's, yeah, it's just lazy. Okay, fine. I'll pick this up, and I'll put it underneath. So, he kills Kyle. His best <laughs> <laughs> I thought he killed his girlfriend at first. And then no, like, and she comes like, oh, next. He killed Kyle because he had that weird bottle opener necklace. Yeah, uh, which was on probably like a leather string, which oh, yeah, I may or may not have Jeez. worn one of those in the nineties. Was there a puka necklace, a puka shell necklace in this? <laughs> puka shells, you name it. I don't know. Definitely, someone must have been wearing puka shells. I Actually, think I, I think underneath the suit, Frank Langella was just like wearing like puka shell like. Chainmail. Yeah, so I definitely remember times in my in the nineties where I wore my energy stone on a leather cord. Anyway, let's move on from that. Anyway, but uh, (laughs) I I had a that was a that was a a thought that I had when I saw the necklace in his in his freezer. I'm like, I totally had a necklace like that. Yeah. Way to keep it real, 90s. I think at one point, like, when Kyle shows up, like, he's wearing, like, a leather jacket with a flannel underneath with another flannel wrapped around his waist. It's like the actual starter pack. That's a lot of flannel. Yeah. It's just a lot of of layers. Yeah. And that was the the name of the game in, in the 90s. Layers and layers. So the next thing that I have is, uh, um... Trickster and uh, Michael's third interaction, 
and he tells him to wait while he goes down and answers the door. He's like, uh-huh. you just wait here. I'm going to go down and answer the door. And this is when Trickster, like, sits down and watches the Three Stooges and, like, has the food moment. Oh, yeah, where he's yeah. just making that, like, end of, like, cafeteria, lunchtime, let's put everything, mustard, mayonnaise, yeah. chocolate, milk. Uh, I-, I was thinking, like, okay, so Trickster's kind of like a gremlin? He kind of—he's a part food. of Michael. I know. Yeah, I guess at this point he's like we don't have that Tyler Durden moment yet, though, in this no. film, so we don't know that he is part of Michael. I guess no, but he does. Like the trickster comes and he's like, "I am like a part of your subconscious, your deep subconscious. Like you created me." Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Like. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Trickster, like, poses those those questions of, like, like, am I real? Because he like, hasn't gone to know? Kimberly to kill Kimberly yet. Yeah. Because, yeah, Trickster's always asking, like, well, did I do this or did you do this? Like, you wanted to play the game. You chose this path to go on the entire time. It'll never hold up in a court of law. Like, you know, like that <laughs> right. kind of shit. He says, he says that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, this is when... We find out that Trickster can actually do some telekinesis. He could actually, I think he closes a door or he grabs something. I don't know. But there was there was something there that was like, oh, okay. You actually can do some things. Some things actually, in, the, in the physical world. Yeah. And, I was like, okay. All right. This is like a part w- when they're in the game, too, like disc three. Yeah. It, it's yeah. The, right. it makes the disc out of blood. It kind of congeals. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a, and it's got a brain on it. Electrified blood, I think it was. It was some lightning fingers. The third disc is we're under the third disc, which he could, he is instructed to kill Kimberly. Yeah, which he, which he can't do. No, it, and uh, he he, he fights that. He doesn't want to do it. As you should for true love. Yes, don't kill your 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 soulmate. Your are peeping Tom target. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, they're teenagers. She's a huge Aerosmith fan, though. I'm not sure if you she realize. Is. She had multiple Aerosmith posters. And uh, her walls. I want to throw back to the Living on the Edge video. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Which is We're another Eddie Furlong. <laughs> I had this conversation with my, my wife the other day where I was trying to put this movie into context with... Edward Furlong and like, oh, I'm like, is there Edward two. and Terminator Brain Two and, and like living on the edge? <laughs> she had like no clue who Edward Furlong was until I said Aerosmith "Living on the Edge" and she's like, oh wow. yeah, like that is yeah, which I is mean, like this weird obscure. I mean, I guess in the canon of Edward Furlong, you immediately go to Terminator Two, right? But when you were a teenage girl, when you were a teenage girl, just lusting after boys left and right, you remember everything Edward Furlong did. That's just how it is. Um, There's that neighborhood watch scene where they're like trying to find a body, right? Oh yeah, the um, the kind of this is the kind of torch and pitchfork scene. Yeah, yeah. The all of the like people in the community are like come together and I, I love this moment where like the Frank Langella's like character is is like 
hey, like, he's, he's doing, he's being a good cop. He's like, I know you guys are scared. Let's, if I see any of you, like, That's jerks true. with a gun, I'm going to, like, fucking. I love that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and his partner gets killed because of it. Yep. Yep, exactly. There's some collateral damage. When does Detective Hayden, sh- uh, like, shoot Michael? In that the game, is, right? That's in the um, in the scene where he goes to kill Kimberly. Like, because remember, right. he is, isn't he, like, doesn't he, like, there's a part where he is, like, running from, like, the mob of guys. And, like, remember, he, like, hides under, like, all of the like, debris in the unfinished house. Mm-hmm. And, like, the dog comes up, and then the dog does nothing. Yeah. And then he gets away, and then his principal is like, oh, I got you, fucker. I knew you, I knew it was, like you and then like he runs away and then fucking construction site bricks construction yes. places are dangerous places they sure are yeah it collapses and he gets collapsed so like but it wasn't real that was in the video game right because he wakes up and it was all a fantasy it was all a dream <laughs> It was just a dream. Spoiler alert. So he's he's not even dialing on the phone anymore to play this game. At, at this point, he's just like sitting down on the chair and it turns on, like doesn't have to dial in. Right. There's no phone communication. Uh, Trickster can just yell at him through the TV now. <laughs> I don't, I'm not exactly sure why you have to have the CD if like... The, you know, the TV flashes you into, like, hypnosis. Like, why do you need multiple CDs for that? I have no idea. I, don't know. I mean, it was all dial-up in 1984. Like, you dialed up to get in your chat room, that's for sure. Yeah. Isn't that AOL? Yeah, 94 yeah. was, yeah. We were definitely doing AOL. AOL. <laughs> um, Here's 10,000 hours. You're like, do I even need to? Right, so in, No one really was, had that concept of like, so this is how long is this going to take? He realizes this is just a dream. It's a fantasy. It's a, you know, perhaps a cautionary tale. Yeah, don't get sucked into video games. Right, you know, live on the bright side of life. Direct your feet to the <laughs> sunny side of the street. Yeah. Right? And he's gained this confidence, and his best friend's still alive, and he didn't commit all these murders. Yeah, there's a world uh, beyond your bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Get out. Meet there's somebody. Absolutely. Have a beer. <laughs> Edward Furlong has, like, so little, Say like... Say hello to your neighbor. <laughs> remorse. or like Reach out to your community. <laughs> Stop filming your neighbor. neighbor. Stop just, building your just neighbor and just go say hello. Yeah. In which he Obviously does. Obviously, they're into the same things. Like yeah. He does. He finally does. He, he does. He yeah. gains the confidence. This whole thing helps him, you know, gain his confidence. And he reaches out and gives her a kiss. And uh, it's a little peck. A kiss that she's been waiting for. She, no, she gets a, he gets a maybe from her. He gets a maybe. <laughs> she, she's like, you know, oh, maybe. you're right. <laughs> Because it's not, like, that it's not a true. fantasy. <laughs> he doesn't true. even get the girl at the end. He's gets a baby. Which is nice. She's like. It's, it's nice. nice. It's good. It's it's good. I, yeah. I mean, but he's overcome. He's Eddie Furlong. Come on. But that's he the end of the movie is that, like, he just gets a maybe from Eddie girl. Furlong was hot then. He was, I mean, career going, everything. I love how uh, this movie ends. It, he, 
I think Did sometimes ever... in order to build confidence, oh, you just need to think that you murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> does anybody know how this movie ends? It's like perfect. Yeah. So do you remember the principal that yeah. was like the downer on the on the horror like, movie he's club? He's like, I have to screen everything that you want to show to the horror movie club. Horror movie club. Right. The horror. And he does what? <laughs> he gives him a copy of Brain Scan. Yes. Hell yeah. But it's setting going... up the, the trickster universe. We should have got five more of these movies. I know. Sadly. Who knows why we didn't? <laughs> Who knows? Is there a Brain Scan too? Nobody's going to know. And then, so that's how the movie ends. And then, halfway through the credits, Trickster comes on the credits and says, Oh, there's one more thing, or something to that shit. And he cuts to the dog with the with the uh, the foot in his mouth, and like plays out that entire rest of the dog situation. Yeah, that was a weird choice. It was a weird choice. There were, I mean, there, of which there were many in this movie, especially since that didn't even happen. Like that was undone. Okay, now I understand what you mean by the drop dead Fred character. I know what you mean because now I know. Drop Dead Fred was there as an imaginary friend to help this person realize something in her life, right? That was that movie. That was, yeah. But he so was really Phoebe Cates the whole time. I, I understand why the true. trickster, yeah. you're comparing the trickster to Drop Dead Fred. Or Fight Club. Or Fight Club. Tyler Durden. It's fucking Tyler Durden. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I don't, yes. I, don't, I, don't really I agree, feel... actually. Handshake. Yeah. Okay, I understand because when you first raised that that point to me, I was like, "This is nothing like Drop Dead Fred," but it is kind of, <laughs> and it is Tyler Durden. You were pretty upset about that. You I know, was. This is an outrage. Offended. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, Christy. No, because I we was had to, like, more like cut yes, and clean up the table that you flipped over. We can we can They're agree monster. that I I, could we agree that this is this is a cross between Drop Dead Fred. Like an imaginary person helping yeah. to realize somebody, uh, somebody to break out something in their life, right? right? Yeah, of course. But then there's the Howie Mandel aspect of it, where Ooh. he just looks creepy, just like a little monster. <laughs> <laughs> like visually, I get the yeah, Howie there's, there's Mandel some, little monster. Yeah, there's there are definitely some visual similarities in the, like the right the creature effects for this, like yeah. But I don't I don't feel I'm not feeling the the Tyler Durden. Thing because I I felt like Fight Club Tyler Durden is like like he's seeing these actions that he wants to do played out by Tyler Durden and Edward Furlong wasn't seeing Trickster like playing out his actions like he was doing it and Trickster was like okay well you but say Tyler that Durden I was in control, semantics but Tyler like, <laughs> Durden was a uh, something someone created by this person and he and he. His role was to kind of help him figure out his own life. You have to talk to Trickster about the legal ramifications of the difference between the two. Because he's a legal expert and will be able to sort you out just fine. But I, I, th- I think we're supposing that, like, Edward Furlong created the character of Trickster. Are we are we, are we tossing out that the game has no influence? Just and like, the game is just putting him into it? Because the, the art of Trickster is, like, on the, like, the packaging of the game. It's just a brain. It's just a brain. It's and just a brain. That's Nick, true. You don't Nick know Cage what still. he looks like until he jumps out of the TV. 
is this like a Kaiser Solse thing where he's like kind of like put a trickster together from all the like things, the posters on his wall and like the music that he listens to? Perhaps. I don't know. He was really mad about Primus. He didn't like Primus. Michael. Michael. Didn't what didn't he put on Primus? No. No, the trickster, trickster did. did. Yeah. Yeah. But but what what like, didn't he oh, like no, that he was, was like going Stop through all of his CDs? It. Yeah, he was like, "What is this shit? Do, do you have anything good?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't pick up the new Primus yet. <laughs> I actually have the soundtrack pulled up, yes. and uh, there's Thunder Kiss '65 uh, by White Zombie. I'm not ashamed to admit I like some White Zombie. Me too. Oh, are you kidding? It's fun. Me? Oh, it's and, fun. And Captain Spaulding. Let's give a little shout out yeah, and a little pour, pour out for yeah. Captain Spaulding. Uh, not on the rug, please. Not on the rug, but a proverbial pour out because he was he was an amazing actor. Pretty pretty goddamn scary. Okay, welcome to this world by Primus. Uh, triad by Pitch Shifter. That's... Oh, leave me alone by the Butthole Servers. And make it now, Mud Honey. We got it. We got an A-list soundtrack here, you guys. Yeah. Um, Frank Langella also Skeletor in Masters of the Universe Hell movie. Yeah. So bringing that. That's right. That ongoing thread of the Masters, Masters of, of the, the universe. universe. There it is. Conspiracy yes. theory. Here's a, I have, I have of a universe. conspiracy theory about this. Yes. Um, how do we wrap this up? How do we wrap this up? Um, I'm gonna say. I found it rather enjoyable. I wanna, actually really like this. Do you want to give it a rating? On the on the we're doing the quarter stars. We're gonna do the yeah star search scale. Star search scale. Right. So, I'm gonna say, brain scan, Edward Furlong. I'm gonna give this three stars. That's generous. That's very generous. <laughs> you know, I, the soundtrack gives it an extra star. Okay, okay. The soundtrack I, I, I gives it an that. extra star. I can I, see that. I feel Mud Honey, Butthole Surfers, yeah. Primus. Like, yeah. for, it was, there's a half star in there for nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. Certain time and place. Thanks for listening to Ghost Logic. I'm your host, Mickey Mod. If you want to check out more episodes, follow us on Twitter at ghostlogicpod and check out our website ghostlogicpodcast.com for show notes and other info